This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor at Southridge Church. And today I have Jessica Backus with us. And um, Jessica, I'm going to let you just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um, your background, because one of the things at Southridge Church that we're um, passionate about is helping to equip and empower people to use their giftings. And um, so whenever we know that somebody has the gift to teach or preach, we're always excited to bring them on the stage and give them the opportunity and platform to do so. But I know you have um, kind of a long history. So if you want to share with us a little bit more about you, that'd be great. Um, I'm not sure how much you want to know, but um, (laughs) um, yeah, I grew up as a missionary kid um, and um, always uh, knew that I wanted to be in some sort of ministry. um, And so um, I'm a mama of eight kids now, and um, I've been in ministry in different capacities, uh, whether it's supporting my husband or um, I was a kids pastor for a little while. And um, so uh, I absolutely have a heart for um, truth. I've had a lot of hurt in my life, um, mm-hmm. not not from the church or anything specific, just life circumstances. And uh, God's word is truly what got me through that. And so just the power of God's word and having parents that taught me that. And I'm aware that lots of people don't have that. And so just the reality that as adults, that's what we can cling to. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Well, I loved, um, I love that because I think, you know, that's part of what you taught us on. You taught from um, Psalm 142, which was written by David, and you shared all the background um, that he was going through at the time when he wrote this. But um, the big thing that you started out telling us is that we need to be like him and the fact that we need to voice our our complaints, our frustrations, our hurts, um, all of those things to God. um, Because once we do that, when we do it out loud, you talked significantly about the importance of doing it out loud. Um, I'm a verbal processor, so I very much like to say things out loud and talk through things out loud um, because I think there is so much power in that when we can get it out and just allow what we've been thinking to be voiced so that we hear it. Um, And you talked about that, the power behind that um, that instead of just internalizing it always, how, when we get it out there, it can change some things. So you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I think, um, some, I, I love how, when we go to scripture, our life experiences tie us to, um, how we not, not interpretation of scripture, certainly, but how we personally emotionalize or process, um, Mm -hmm. what the thing and, um, I think I was raised very much that what was on the outside really, really mattered. Um, And so how we presented ourselves, how we behaved, how we, and so it didn't really matter. It was kind of like that whole thing, you know, like I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. It was, I was kind of like, you know, it didn't really matter so much as long as the outside looked good and you held that all together. Um, And I don't 
parents ever would have said that, but that was very much the the culture mm-hmm. of how raised. And yeah. so uh, when I came upon this passage and David is out loud complaining to God, yeah. um, you know, I, I, it was a little bit like, uh, it kind of took me off guard because that just wasn't something, you know what I mean? Like you might mm-hmm. have felt in your heart towards God, but you certainly didn't like out loud right. complain him, you know? Yeah. And I remember the first time um that I out loud complained to God. And it was a messy, ugly cry and it was an out loud. <laughs> yeah. And it was very powerful because um he showed up in a very significant way in an answer to what I was and mm-hmm. it wasn't what I would have necessarily wanted, but it was very clearly, distinctly a response to my loud cry out loud to him. And I think there is, there is something very powerful about not just letting that go, letting it out, Mm -hmm. but emotionally connecting to our savior in a real way. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's been a lot of shame put on people a lot of times when they um, like, how dare you complain to God or voice your frustrations with him because you should be so thankful for all that he's done for you. Um, and, and while yes, we should be thankful for what he's done for us, there is, you know, a significant amount of scripture and, and, and people throughout scripture who do this very thing, who voice to him, like what it is that they're, they're worried about who have said, like, are you going to just leave us here? You know, all these things where, um, uh, I think Habakkuk is one that like comes to mind that I love, um, reading through because he's just like letting God have it, you know? And I think if we actually get into the word and we actually go through it ourselves, there comes this, um, enlightening that we can have where we're like, wait, like, they've done it and God didn't abandon them or leave them or forsake them for doing that. No, typically he responds in a way that is gentle is what we need. Sometimes it might be harsh, but it's always what we need, um, in those times. And so I think doing that does allow that connection to be made. Like I know with my husband, if I'm frustrated with him, if I don't voice those frustrations to him, I do internalize it. I package it all up. And then there does begin to be this disconnect happen between us. But when I voice that and I allow this conversation to begin, then it does create that more um, connection for us and the opportunity for things to be resolved. I know you talked a little bit about that as well, how when you bring it out, then it gives that opportunity for um, resolution to happen. And um, so within that, you talked about how that allows our thinking to be made right. Because when we, we voice it out, then we hear it and we can really hear um whether those thoughts are, are true or not. Um, and then you went into the next part of the scripture, um, about how we need to act right, how our thinking and our action really ties together very closely. Um, I think pastor Scott says that a lot of times, like, and I I've heard it said a lot of other people have said it too, um, that behavior always follows your belief. 
Like if you don't, whatever you believe, like that's how you're going to act. If you don't think that something is the way it should be done, then you're going to do it however you think it should be done. Um, and there is a big, you know, correlation with our thoughts and our, our feelings. And, um, so you shared that I put something down in my notes. I was taking notes from your message and, um, you said that if you truly believe what you say, then your belief, then your actions should show it, but the enemy will take you down a path to deceive you into thinking that like your consequences of sin are, are trivial, or it doesn't matter that much. Um, so share with us that correlation of how, when we can begin to like think wrongly, um, or not get our thinking right, how poorly that can, um, affect our actions when it comes to our relationship with God specifically. Absolutely. Um, so (laughs) let me pause here for a second. Um, so I, yeah, I think absolutely. When you look at, um, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it can go both directions. If Mm -hmm. you're, if you look at your specific, um, let's just say if you struggle and is this going to hit home? Because sometimes I am incredibly faithful and then sometimes life is just crazy and nuts. If you struggle to have a quiet time with God, you don't value your time with God. And that stings. Yeah. It stings. -hmm. It stings. You don't believe that it is as important as that extra 15 minutes of sleep, as the to-do list that you have, as Mm -hmm. getting to him as running the errands as I don't know making that mm-hmm. extra cup of coffee whatever it is mm-hmm. you do those things more right. than you value your time with God and yeah. that that thing's for me don't yeah. I'm not I'm the finger at somebody else right now yeah. I'm, I'm pointing her directly at myself and mm-hmm. so I can to my children, there is nothing more important than your daily time with God, with that connectivity, that time in prayer, with making sure that you have gotten your heart and your mind right before you start your day or at the end of your day or whenever you, that time is. And I can preach that to them all day long and I can believe that I firmly believe that. But if I take, if I get through a day and I haven't done that, then I don't actually believe that as much as I think I believe it because for yeah. me, something more important. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and that's, I mean, that's, that's just a very simple, but mm-hmm. you know, a very personal, but I mean, we can take it to all kinds of things, how we say we spend our finances, mm-hmm. how we, um, you know, how we, um, judge other people, how we, I mean, you can really roll it yeah. and to a, to a degree of, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, you can say whatever you want to say, but people know what you, actually believe by mm-hmm. looking at you. So yeah, that's a, um, that's a tough. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that I shared not long ago was that like, often when things are going rough, like that's when we dive in and we're like praying and we're reading our scripture. Cause we're like, Oh, I really need this right now. And it's a, a lot of times when things are going good that we tend to slack off. Cause it's like, we feel like we don't need it as much, but all those times, all those moments like are there to be there for us and help us in those times when we do need it. Like, and so, um, my kids all the time in that, like, like I, I feel the exact same way. And, and I'm like, 
why, why does God ever even give us good times? Because he desires that closeness with us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we should, instead of wondering why are things tough, we should wonder why are things ever good? Because we mm-hmm. do have that intimacy with him when we feel so desperately out of mm-hmm. our own control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see that a lot throughout the Psalms is that, you know, it's in those tough times, it's difficult times when, you know, a, a Psalm was created because they are doing that. They're crying out to God. They're, they're spending that time with him. They know that he's who they need, whether they don't feel like he's there in the beginning or not. Like it does do something um, really great for them and getting their minds of their focus off of them onto God. I think you shared about that, how it takes our focus away from us and our problems and then begins to put it on God. And we see this shift take place um, where he began, David begins to declare God's truth, like the truth about God, the facts about God and who he is. And you shared so much about how like we cannot declare what we do not know um, mm-hmm. and how important it is to know those things about God. Um, because at the end of the day, as you said, like feelings, although they may be, you know, valid at times, although they're real, um, they're not always fully truth. Like feelings are not facts and we have to know the facts first in order to be able to get our feelings right. Um, so I want to go ahead. Touch on that. You don't care. Um, yeah. So, um, one of the things that is really, I think that Satan knows because obviously he's not omniscient like God, but mm-hmm. obviously is a very powerful being. And, and to just downplay that would be very, very foolish. And, and he knows where we have been in our life. And I think a lot of times because we do voice it or show it, or he knows what we think about ourselves, where those pressure points are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, knowing yourself enough to know um, what are those spots that mm-hmm. like, for, for example, um, and this is, I'm just going to be real, real and intimate here, but yeah. my, my, if, if my husband says something regarding in, 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 and we have gotten 20, almost 22 years of marriage under our belt. So, so I now we have resolved this, but mm-hmm. in, in early in our marriage, if he would say something about, I don't know, like uh, the laundry or something to do with the kids or whatever, I heard you're a bad mom because my fear was always that I wasn't going to be a good enough mom. Mm-hmm. And so ever voice that never was that but that was an internal fear of mine and so when he yeah. said something like that that was what I heard was he saying you're not good enough at being yeah. a mom and so if we don't know ourselves enough to know what those points are that Satan's going to push on then we go down that rabbit trail yeah does that make yeah absolutely absolutely Um, And so I think that's really important. I think there's a lot of self-reflection that can happen when we spend those times with God. I think I remember a moment when I was praying to God and I was just like, God, why does this keep happening? You know? And I really felt him say like, because you're letting it like, and I was like, wait, what? Like what? (laughs) And it was one of those moments where then I began to think back and was like, oh yeah. 
like I let this happen here. Like I knew that I should stop this point here. I knew that I was supposed to make this decision, but I chose to do differently. And so um, I think when we can get into those spaces and really get to know ourselves a little bit and spend some time reflecting and, and get it, knowing who we are, um, how we think and how we need to change that thinking, I think is important because I think what I've, what I've heard you say is you, you've worked through that. And so like, you've realized that sore point, that, that moment that would kind of trigger those negative thoughts. And now you've been able to replace that with the truth of what's actually being said. Um, and I think that's what we have to do, but we can't replace something with like a false, a falsity or a lie with a truth if we don't know the truth. And so, um, it's incredibly important. And, um, I know you talked about the culture, our culture today, especially is really big on following your feelings, doing what you feel is right. Not necessarily what is truly right and how culture wants us to do this so backwards. Um, but scripture really teaches us to do it differently. Like, to not do what just might feel right because those feelings will fade. Like, um, I think that's, you know, that's psychology 101. We tell people like, you know, don't make big decisions when you're feeling extreme emotions and, and those types of things. But we often do, but yet like culture still thinks do what you feel. Like if you, if you think that's good, if that's right for you, if that's your truth, go with that. Um, but if we are believers in Jesus Christ and like, we know that what is right has been made and established by God, our creator. And so we have to first get that thinking right. And then the acting, the acting right. And then you said like, it's a process where you're kind of going to go through that a bit. Um, before your feelings, right? Like I think for you with that story with your husband and feeling like a bad mom, like you probably went through that quite a few times before you finally begin to feel right upon that. Um, but it's, it's work, like it takes work. And I think that's where we forget so much like that you said, like anything of value takes hard work, like, and we have to realize like not to give up in the middle of it, not to get tired or weary to know that like, if we continue, if we strive, if we are continually doing that, like getting in connection with God through prayer, through his word and doing it over and over and over again, daily, regularly, then all those things are going to fall in line a little bit easier, but it does take time. Um, and I think that we often we often want to just give up or we get tired along the way or um, think something's not working because it doesn't happen immediate. Um, and I think that's where the enemy will get you. Like a lot of times where, you know, he says, well, you've been doing this and and this still isn't working, you know, but um, you talked a lot about getting in community and that really being a, a big next step. And first you should be in community with God. And if you're not, that's the first step to take. But after that, like if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then you need to be in community with other people. Um, share how being in community with other believers um, has really helped you 
in your walk with God and with this specifically and being able to think and act right and feel right. Absolutely. Um, so some of the best times in my life are, have been in Bible study specifically with other women. Um, I think there's great, you know, husband, wife groups and that kind of thing. Um, but there's something special and unique about knowing where somebody is and how they're growing and being able to challenge them or be challenged by them uh-huh. and pray for them. And just knowing that you're not alone. I think sometimes, you know, in this world of like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, we see the highlight reels of everybody else's life. And, um, and so just that the awareness that everybody else has hurts and hangups and, um, you know, uh, imperfect husbands and imperfect children or imperfect bosses or jobs that are family members, I think there's something, um, so powerful about, um, that. And there, um, you know, I have, um, I experienced, uh, Andy's not my first, um, husband. I was married before Andy. Um, and uh, it was a domestic violence situation. Um, and, um, uh, there are so many women that I have either been able to encourage that God still loves them and like he, that he's got a plan for them, um, who are walking that path or are recently out of that path or women who, um, I have been encouraged by to see where they are and they've walked that same road. Yeah. Um, and so you just never know who you're going to meet or what God has, but you certainly won't find out if you aren't in community. Absolutely. I think that's so important and it's incredibly important and a great example to know like that, um, how it's worked for other people. I think one of my, like some of my best memories and biggest growth has happened from those very things. Um, last year, I know I was feeling a little lost cause I was not using certain giftings and I was like, well, I'll do a Bible study. And what I didn't realize is that through that, like, I wasn't just getting to use my giftings, but like, I didn't realize how much these other women were going to pour into me at the same time, you know? And it was, it's been an incredible, you know, couple sessions that I've had doing that since then. Um, but like, I mean, we've always been a part of groups, even before I actually officially attended Southridge, I was a part of a group with Southridge because <laughs> really cool. my husband came up, like he went to Southridge and we were just dating. And so when I'd come up, if I had a random time off, but he had group, I went to group with him. And so, um, it's always been a part of our journey at Southridge. Um, and we have been able to see, you know, people go through really tough times and get to celebrate really awesome times with people. Um, but being able to be in community and having those people that you can go to is incredibly important. And so, um, I just want to thank you, Jess, for your time. I'm not going to keep you any longer, but I want to let everyone else know if you are interested in joining a group, you can find those at src.life slash groups. Um, otherwise you can always get a hold of us and we would love to help you find, um, a group for you that's right for you if you're having trouble. Um, but that is really your next step for this, um, this teaching. And um, again, we will be here next week. We have a new series starting asking for a friend and we can't wait to um, just get to learn a little bit more and dive deeper with you in those topics as we go.
Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.